Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
everybody. Happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be with all of you. I have missed you all since Tuesday. We had a great show on Tuesday. Absolutely fantastic. Great dialogue. So many uh, fantastic things addressed and established. I want to thank, first and foremost, all of my guests, my co-hosts, my audience and sponsors, just like I do every episode. You guys are incredible, and the show just keeps getting better and better. Don't forget, we're listened to in 23 different countries, and we're on nearly 70 online platforms. And uh, everybody, in the coming weeks, I will be announcing details about our media site that uh, we uh, have up right now. We will be having many people that are notable names that that, uh, will be getting their own show. So I I can't wait to share that with all of you. It's going to be very exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we got a lot planned, so, uh, stay tuned and I will be announcing more about that. Uh, like I said, in the coming weeks, uh, huge show tonight. we got a lot going on, a lot to get to. Uh, I hope everybody is having a great day. The weekend is approaching, which is a great feeling. Always a huge relief. Uh, I do want to welcome businessman, Twitter master, activist and political strategist, Bill, Bill Lambert. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing tonight, Rory? Good, man. Good to have you here. Uh, I also would like to welcome to the show, um, let's go with 2024 presidential candidate, uh, activist, conservative talk show host, and best-selling author, Daryl Kane. Daryl, how are you, my friend? Daryl. Oh. Daryl, you were on mute for a second. Sorry, you were on mute. Daryl, are you there? How dare how dare you? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really excited to be here, brother. I hope you had a good day. And did I hear you right on Tuesday? Is Brother Bellows in the house? Well, yeah, he's here. To, he's here tonight. I'm going to introduce him actually right now. Oh, uh, oh baby, all bets are radio, off. <laughs> uh, na- nationally syndicated radio talk show host, lobbyist, successful businessman, public speaker, political consultant, strategist, and activist, Clint Bellows, the great Clint Bellows. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm delighted to be with you and, and Bill and Daryl. And, uh, um, you know, um, I hear Tuesday was, was unbeatable, so I guess we're going to have to uh, play out of our minds tonight to keep up with that. This Thursday crew is going to have to uh, um, dig down and, and pull up some, some additional gain, the way it sounds. So congratulations on a great show uh, Tuesday night. This is the Thursday crowd, baby. We're, we're moving toward the weekend. We've got momentum. It's, it's going to be wild, right. wild stuff coming. Absolutely. I also want to welcome to the show, uh, founder of College Republicans United, founder of Republicans United, and the leader of Nationalists United, Kevin DeKuyper. How are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful, Rory. I hope you and the guests and all your audience is doing so wonderful as well. Can't wait. Thank you, my friend. Uh, I also believe we have the famous AJ from Houston on the line. Everybody, you may know him from the Sean Hannity radio show. He's a very well-known figure. How are you, my friend? Hello? AJ? I don't think I have AJ on the line. That's weird. Uh, it, it says his area code right here. Uh, but anyways, guys, I want to I wanna get into – the thing that's really bothering me today, and, and, and we, we need to really talk about this because it's absolutely out of control. Um, wait, first, R- Rob, Rob Hicks, are you on the line? 
Yes, I am. Okay, perfect. All right, guys, getting back to what I was saying, though. Today, I'm sure everybody heard the news, Alex Jones has been deplatformed. He has been deplatformed from Facebook, along with other people, Laura Loomer, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, and uh, Paul Joseph Watson. They're at it again. Election season is right around the corner. They know that Alex Jones is a huge threat because he often says things that are true most of the time. And there are those few times where he's a little hyperbolic, but that's understandable. But nonetheless, I mean, most of the time he's right, and that's what's important. And we all know the left and these big tech companies are terrified terrified of guys like Alex Jones, people on the conservative side, because they know that these people can influence a heavy part of the population. And it's a, it's, let's, let's face it, the people that donate to these tech companies are leftists. They are evil, liberal scum. And they have influence over these uh, uh, CEOs uh, uh, and these owners uh, uh, of, of these tech companies. Uh, it, it's absolutely true. <laughs> there, there's there's uh, no denying some of the things that go on behind closed doors with these companies, we can only imagine. Think about what they're messing with, though. They're, they're messing with people's livelihoods simply because they don't agree with them, simply because it doesn't go with their, their company's, uh, you know, beliefs and, God, and, and you know, certain, uh, you know, traditions. You know, they want to throw that back in people's faces. It's not even these people are doing anything wrong. These people, Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson, uh, you know, Milo, they put up great stuff. They put up influential you know, articles and videos. And the fact that, you know, this whole situation is, you know, let's face the facts. Tech is the main source of information in today's society. That's how we get all our information. You know, very few people read the newspapers anymore. You know, people go on social media to get their information, get their news. And, you know, we, we see what these leftists are doing. You know, they see you know, these, these articles that pop up on their platform, and, uh, you know, they're scared. Like I said earlier, they are scared. They feel threatened. They, they know they have to answer to their higher-ups who's giving them money. Uh, you know, it's playing by their own rules. In, in, the, in the midst of it, in, in, the, in the whole, in the middle of it, you're ruining people's livelihood. Think about how many people, like Alex Jones, make money on places like Facebook. Laura Loomer makes money on Facebook through all their advertising, Paul Joseph Watson. So you're taking something away from somebody that, you know, just because you don't agree, just because you simply don't agree with them. That goes against ethics. That goes against free speech. It goes against everything America was founded upon. And, you know, let's, guys, not enough people are talking about how big of a threat this is, how big of a problem this is with, with, the, with tech, uh, you know, company censoring. Yes, some people are talking about it, addressing the problem, but not enough people. And we saw guys like Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, talk to the president and say uh, he'll do a better job of, of uh, playing fair with everybody that uses Twitter, which is a complete lie. They're not going to play fair. They're gonna, I mean, this there has to be something done legislate, like with, with, with a bill, a, a legislate, legislative. I mean, it has to be taken care of. Otherwise, these people will never, never, uh, you know, change their ways. 
They'll keep doing this to innocent people. And, and, and think about think about all the people that um, have spent hours and years with their building up their content on Facebook, building up all of their amazing you know resume and everything they've done, their background, and all that gets deleted. I mean, I don't even want to know the feeling. And we've all dealt with getting suspended, getting banned, you know, from these organizations. We know what it's like. We feel their pain. We know what it's like, and it's, it, it's some third-world BS, I will tell you. Um, Bill, I want to start with you. Bill, go ahead in Texas. Well, I think they have to be made into a public utility. I mean, that, that's really the only answer to where you can get some kind of constitutional guarantees. Absolute power uh-huh. cor- corrupts absolutely. And yeah. you're not going to, you know, it, it, you have a couple options. One is, is we find some billionaires on our side and we build other platforms. But then, again, you have a divided country because you have a platform full of the right and you have a platform full of the left and and their business, you know, it's a it's a natural split. So you have to you have to to take these companies out of the, this umbrella where they can as a private company and do whatever they want and make whatever rules they want. And if you say the wrong thing, now I think the Alex Jones and the Loomers and, and that they, they may have now that they've done that, that's going to give them some cause to get into the courts because they're, they're talking about an income and their livelihood and their yeah. careers and, yeah. and yeah. even private companies that, that, you know, I, I don't think that they have the right to, you know, it may right. have to go to the Supreme Court, and that may be the answer to in, – in lies the answer there too. Well, here – and think about this for a second, guys. Let this sink in. The fact, the fact that these people have made Facebook and all these platforms so much money, and what do they go and do? They ban them. I mean, you think about everything that these, uh, you know, big, big talk show hosts on the, on the right, on our side – have done for these platforms, they've made them filthy rich. They've gotten them so much more traffic. Bill, don't you, I mean, you agree, right, Bill? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the thing, they don't understand that the, the diversity on their platforms is what makes them popular. I, I don't want to yeah. sit in a room with five guys that all think exactly like me. What the hell am I going to talk to right. them about? You know, I right. mean, so... You have to have that, that – I don't mean conflict, but you have to have that diversity of thought and different ideas and, and that debate, and and yeah. you have to have that to, to create this kind of juggernaut. But if they keep doing this, eventually, yes, they're going to silence the, the conservative aspect of, of the society or it will go somewhere else. That's what I was saying. If they split them into two, and you had a, a, a Twitter for – conservatives and a Twitter for liberals, neither one of them are going to be successful because I, I don't right. – even on Twitter, why would, I want to, why would I want to preach to the choir? Why would I tweet to everybody that agrees with me that Trump is great? We all know it. So, And you can't change people's minds, and you, and you just get deeper right. and deeper into a, a rut of this division that is eventually – is going to have to lead to some kind of conflict because now you can see the continuation 
of this coup that, that it's not stopped just because it, it's being stopped. But these it's senators and are these, how, yeah, these senators starting. and these representatives come out and they now they want to get Barr. We'll impeach Barr and we'll, you know, and and just breaking here just in the last few minutes is John Solomon. Now you have Ukrainian embassy employees with documentation showing that Obama administration were wanting information on Manafort and on Biden's yep. family in Ukraine. Very so good. you yep. you the the dam has fallen and that, that's what I think yep. this is. This is a desperation that they right. know that the time is fleeting and if we can't yep. do something you know, out of, you know, David Copperfield type situation where we can make magic happen with Trump and, and this, we're all going to go, you know, just like Clinton said, if, if this guy's elected, we're all going to hang. And, you know, from Clinton on down, I think that's what's about to happen. And that's what I took away from what Barr was saying yesterday was I'm going to find out. And if there's there, there's a problem. You know, now, now is the time to take action. You know, we can't wait. You know, it's election season right around the corner. People are very heavily involved with social media. Yes, there's a lot of people that can call out fake news, but there's a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot, but there's a a good portion that can't tell the difference, sadly, especially certain people that are misinformed. So the way these these sites can brainwash people is is terrifying. And I will tell you this, that uh, with, with the value, uh, of these of these brands, uh, you know they they've gone up for sure since Trump has been elected. You see how many people have have came to the platform just just because of Trump, and, and it's true. It, it's so true. Um, I wanna I wanna go to Matt. Uh, Matt, I wanna introduce you. Um, let let's political strategist, activist, and author of the best selling books, The Worst President in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama, and The Scandalous Presidency of Barack Obama, Matt Margolis. How are you, my friend? What do you think about all this text censoring? I mean, you can relate. You're familiar with it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I've uh, experienced that a couple of times. It's, uh, it, it's not exactly fun because, you know, you, you grow to rely on a medium for uh, having an audience, and then when they take it away from you, uh, for for no good reason other than they don't like what you're saying, uh, it's it's a bit of a problem, and uh, you know it's unfortunate because uh, you know it, it it's especially bizarre like you know like uh, and it's not just politics either it's it's other things like we see uh, um, anti-Israel and pro-Palestinian things uh, that get, yep. that 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 basically call for the end of Israel and for the and for killing all Jews being allowed to stay on because of, you know, First Amendment. Uh, uh, but, you know, anything conservative uh, is, is not allowed. And pro, I've, heard, I've heard of pro-Israel groups that have been found in violation of, of Facebook uh, terms of service or whatever. And Mark Zuckerberg is a Jew. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, this is, this is it, I mean, it all comes back to this problem that the left has has right now with, you know, anti-Semitism is a big is a big issue in the Democratic Party right now, and they they're trying to like turn a blind eye to it, but they really shouldn't be ignoring it because it's becoming a big problem. It absolutely is. You're you're absolutely right, and uh, we see all the hypocrisy from the left and just all of the, all the crap going on. I tell you, you know, I wanna I wanna go to Clint. Clint, I know you have some thoughts. Go ahead, Clint. 
Well, we've talked about all the uh, – uh, clearly uh, all the speakers have been very accurate in my, uh, in my sense, um, and it is an infringement upon free speech. That's, that's pretty obvious in a sense. It's really kind of a victory for the thoughts and the thinking process of the right and for traditional conservative America because what it really signals is essentially a forfeit of, uh, of the game. Um, we, we're nine runs ahead in the third inning of a Little League game. Let's, let's stop and uh, give everybody a trophy. They have no new ideas. It's just regurgitated uh, old um, – I don't even know what to, you would call it liberal scum. I think, uh, Rory. I don't think I can yeah. top that. Um, these are these are ideas that have never worked anywhere. And in fact, um, there's an incremental approach to this that I I I don't want to be branded as the guy that's always bringing up Hitler. I did it last week as well. But uh, <laughs> if you look at the rise of a when the uh, the uh, the um, Ottoman Empire, not, not not the Ottoman Empire, but uh, um, what, what's the uh, regime that took over after World War One and, and tried to resurrect uh, a post-war Germany? It'll come to me in a minute. But, but um, that, of course, uh, failed because of uh, a lack of economic strength, which was largely due to the tremendous reparations the Germans were paying uh, from the Treaty of Versailles that just crippled their economy. And you know, you'd take a, uh, you've seen the pictures of people going to the store with a wheelbarrow full of Deutschmarks to buy a loaf of bread. That's when Hitler began to find uh, a grip. Okay. This is the guy, the beer hall putsch in 1922 or three was an abject failure, but within a few years and after the, uh, the writing of Mein Kampf, I mean, he began to catch on. Everybody thought he was a joke. Gentlemen, as you all know, they didn't take him seriously. And most gravely, and interestingly, Jews in Germany, and I know I'm, I'm speaking to people that already know these facts, Jews in Germany considered themselves Germans first and Jews second. And they could not believe that, in fact, uh, their own countrymen would um, disarm them of all of their rights, all of their real and personal property, of all of their spiritual uh, collectivization and meetings and uh, it would really strip them of every bit of human dignity and we know where that all ended but it didn't it didn't start out that way uh, full guns it, it incrementally over a period of about 12 to 15 years got to that point from 1924 to 1939 that's what's going on here and in my view we live in a very different world now in this country than we did in January of 2009 when the 44th president of the United States, I hate to say, was inaugurated. And there has been, uh, it's more than fake news. It's just flat out dishonest. It isn't phony. Uh, they're not stupid. They know they're lying. They know what they're doing. Some of them are maybe true believers, but most of them are cynical. All they know is that they hate Donald Trump. They hate the values of the right. They hate church. They hate families. They hate homogenous organizations and communities and institutions from the Boy Scouts to name whichever one you want to come up with. All they know is that they, they're pissed off about so many things they can't even see straight. Many can't even decide what sex they are at, okay, at different points in their lives. And I'm not making fun of that. I'm not trying to be unkind by saying that. But there's a tremendous amount of ambiguity out there. 
And so what they've decided is that they are the keepers of the truth. They're, you know, the, the whole climate change thing we were talking about earlier today on one of our shows. Uh, how many times you heard Democrats say it's a settled issue? The science is settled, okay? By definition, science is almost never settled. It's an evolving uh, pursuit of knowledge and an increasing understanding of why uh, manners of climate, manners of this planet and the universe and all physicality operate the way they do. These aren't settled matters. We're finding out new things about the human body. We found about, right. out about telomeres. What did we know about telomeres 20 years ago or what role they right. played or stem cell research? And, and, and yet yeah. in various points, you know, it was felt that uh, everything was known. Well, you talk about the American Jew. This is a paradox of incredible enormity to me. And I have so many Jewish friends, not only here in, in uh, Bugaha, where uh, tomorrow there will be 50,000 sycophants descending on this little hamlet on the plane to listen to everything that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger have to say about the stock market and the economy. They'll sell them a few million dollars worth of crap. Warren will play the ukulele. And uh, we're all going to have a great time. And uh, uh, But many of those people, Gates will be here. I mean, all the people you've been talking about will be here. Uh, and uh, they all stick together. They could care less about uh, small American business. I went to get my hair cut before I came on the show tonight. The guy went to high school here in Omaha, and he has built a powerhouse uh, hairstyling salon. He has 93 employees he sees 350 clients a day, and he's gone from Jesus. a couple of rooms. And, I mean, he, he's a multi-multi-millionaire cutting hair. Uh, you could call that a small business, but, um, you know, right. he works hard. But that is the American dream. It's American not dream. becoming yep. chairman of IBM. So, I mean, I've said enough. I think, in a sense, it's a victory. Uh, and I don't necessarily believe we're going to get to court decisions on this. Yes, I'm not sure we're going to have courts that are going to matter as this all unfolds. I think it's picking up speed. I think you might see more uh, situations settled in the streets with guns than you do across the street from Capitol Hill at the Supreme Court in the not-too-distant future. Very well said. Uh, Rob, I know you have a lot of thoughts um, regarding this topic. Uh, you know, you've dealt with it. Uh, yourself, and you've known other people that have had to go through it, but the, the whole tech thing, the tech censoring, look at what happened to Alex Jones and Laura Loomer, Milo, and all these people today, and, and Paul Joseph Watson was another name. Well, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I saw Farrakhan also, I guess, got the boot as the token uh, Muslim uh, from Facebook today. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've never thought that this is a freedom of speech issue, because it's like, I mean, we're guilty of this. I was right before we were we uh, came into the show. I was rewatching uh, and revisiting this the story of the five thousand year leap. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that book, um, but it, it's a real celebration birthday card to the United States. Uh, that was I think the, the book was written in the in the early eighties, um, and it really showcases how divine and amazing the United States was, that God basically didn't reveal North America to to Europe until the right time. And if you think about it uh, timeline-wise, it's like <clears throat> that's effectively when the Gutenberg Press had 
just come out and what did it print? It printed the Bible. And it's like all of a sudden you you know, you had Europeans actually getting to read the word of God and they're like, Oh, wait a second, this is a little different than uh, you know, what the papacy says. This is weird. And so Martin Luther's like, Whoa <laughs> and so it, it's it's like none of this is new. I mean, it's uh this is really just now the papacy of Facebook. I mean the rules are the same. If you think about it, it's like heresy is uh, back then. I mean, you, you know, you were talking about about climate change and global warming. It's like, I mean, think about Galileo. He's out there saying, "Wait, the Earth, the world doesn't revolve around the Earth," and he he, he was, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was called a, and, and he was convicted of heresy. And it's like it's comical. It's like, I mean. Thousands of people knew that, or people knew that before Gallo said it. It's just that he had the balls to say it. It's like, look, th- this is not right, you know. And Papacy's like, oh no, mm-hmm. the science is settled, <laughs> you know. And so it's to me, it's just comical. It's like, you know, we 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 like to believe that there's a separation of church and state. There's no chep- they're the same damn thing. It's just you know, one wears a robe maybe, and 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 another one. You know, where, where's the Hebja in in, uh, in Congress? It's this, it's the I think the politics of it are are very simple, and I think you know, shame on us for bitching and whining about what Facebook does or doesn't do to us. It's like that's if if you're losing money because Facebook did something to you, shame on you because you built your business on sand rather than rock. And it's like, Man. why would you why would you build your business on rented space? You don't have constitutional, you know, you don't you don't have constitutional rights with uh, outside of government. That that's so. I think my point is is the good news is is you know I think collectively I I know I've spoken to a number of you and you know in our own way we're working to fix this. The good way, the good thing is is that we're fixing it. I think in the right way in the sense that uh, unlike a billion dollar Republican coming in and trying to solve it, which probably would create just a right version of the same problem. It's like the the reason America was successful was because it was full of a bunch of individual rugged people that wanted individual freedom. So they collectively went, went to achieve that. But then once the war was over, they went their own ways and did their own thing. Like they didn't right. sit around and watch and, and C-SPAN and, and, you know, do likes and thumbs on Facebook. They freaking just did their own thing. They, you know, they yeah. just built their own churches. They built their own stores, and they just did their own thing. And, and you know, I guess bringing the concept back into the five thousand year leap, you know, it's it's absolutely worth the read because it showcases how amazing the United States is. That for five thousand years, the, the boats that, that came from Europe to the United States were hardly much different than the same boats that were built five thousand years earlier. But in 200 years, it, I mean, it, yeah. it should blow your mind what the United States has brought to the world. And it's like we're now told that, you know, we're evil and, uh, you know, we got to get rid of white people. And it, yep. it, 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 should, it, it should blow your mind because it's like, wait a second, we should be standing up saying, wait, let's do a little fact check here. In 200 years, let's, let, let's, let's do this. Look at the scoreboard and see what the United States achieved through Judeo-Christian property principles. You know, I mean – Clint, you were saying earlier in, in the show today, it's like every every single one of, of the founding fathers was either from from England or was Dutch, period. 
there, there was, you know, unlike what Barack Obama would like to tell you, there was not a single Islamist at, at, the, uh, at, the, at the table. That's not right. where, and that's not where innovation happens because because Islam it doesn't preach freedom at all. It's the opposite of that. It preaches if you right. don't if you don't bend to the knee of of, of, uh, of Muhammad, you get beheaded. That, that's so it's the antithesis of Judeo Christian principles. God teaches in the Bible freedom, freedom of choice. You know, to to be yeah. the best. You that we were made in the in the image of God. And, and we were made to create, not to destroy. So it's like we should be standing up saying, wait a second, fact check. The United States is, you know, <clears throat> is an amazing country. And despite right. what, what you want, what you're, what you fa- your facts to be, that's not true. Like, we did that. Right. right. Yeah, you're very, very well said. Um, David, do I have you on the line? Yes, you do. Okay, I'll be introducing you shortly. I just want to make sure you're there. Okay. Um, I I do want to go to uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, I know you have a lot of thoughts on the tech censoring, and uh, you're pretty familiar with it. Go ahead. Yes, uh, it, it's a massively important deal, and uh, the left especially has done the most damage in this regard. So let's go back to when Facebook had their congressional hearing. Uh, that joke of a congressional hearing because it really displayed how our own Congress members who had quote-unquote grilled uh, Mark Zuckerberg on how Facebook interacts and uh, conducts their business, it, it showed that these uh, con- Congress people have no idea what they're doing, what they're saying. They don't understand the Internet. They, don't, they usually don't even know how to send emails on their own, how social networking works. They pay people to do that for them. And it, it's mm-hmm. really discouraging because here in America, we get our laws passed through Congress. They legislate. Uh, these are the people we rely on in order to make effective change in America. Uh, we don't right. usually want to have the president have to act for Congress. That's, that's not what it uh, originally uh, stood for. But all this uh, technology uh, advancements are way out of uh, Congress's uh, – it's way over their heads. And it, it's really discouraging, too, because this is something that we need most. It's defending our democracy. It's defending our freedom of speech. And um, yeah. Uh, our Demo- yeah, our republic, I should say. But essentially, that right. uh, bill is absolutely right. We need a uh, internet bill of rights. We need to make uh, yep. groups like Facebook and Twitter and all these major social networking sites. They need to be public utilities because these are where yep. everyone's going, I and mean, these are the only ways you're going to be able to speak out loud as everyone's living in indoors. I mean, you're not going to like go to the town square and start preaching and evangelizing. Uh, it's, it's all done online. So it is really discouraging that uh, after that whole uh, congressional hearing had taken place, uh, there is no action whatsoever. In fact, uh, we're trending towards even more uh, breaches to our freedom of speech. I mean, there's all these different uh, new laws and um that are taking place to say that you, you know you can't criticize these certain groups of people by by race, race, by uh, sexual orientation, by background, uh, etc. And uh, it's becoming really difficult because you have all these, uh, especially Democrats. Their uh, game plan essentially is, oh, you know, uh, I want to run for governor and I'm going to be the first gay governor or the first mm-hmm. ethnic governor of this race and etc. But 
so it's like you point out some of these flaws with these candidates, like legitimate flaws, mm-hmm. but you get shadow banned, you get uh, erased from the internet because, oh, you just uh, criticize them based on these laws that say you can't criticize them. I mean, it's creating a protective class of people that should not exist, and it's really discouraging. So, uh, I mean, the best I could hope for is that Donald Trump is going to uh, make some executive action that would really defend uh, this this republic, essentially. Uh, and that's that's what I'm hoping for, but it's uh, vastly going down uh, the drain that uh, Congress is going to keep infringing on our, our freedom of speech. Right. Very very well said. I'm going I'm to go to you, Daryl, here in one second. I just want to say real quick that uh, huge announcement today, and, uh, you know, it's a really good sign. CNN has lost 25% of their viewership in the evenings, and MSNBC's top hitters, top, top show hosts, are down double digits. So – and I mean, it's, you know, it just, it's like, I feel like more and more people are waking up, uh, which is a really good sign. And I, I, you know, I just, I feel good about um, what's going on in our country right now, especially with um, a lot of people that are walking away from the Democratic Party because they see all the crazy stuff going on. Um, I know that was a little bit of a side note. We're going to get into that later. But uh, Daryl, Daryl, I want to go to you. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, this issue is near and dear to my heart. Actually, just this week, my my Facebook group yeah you you had uh, to go thirty eight thousand yeah with thirty eight thousand followers was uh, just uh, blotted out. They did they didn't even send me notification. I heard back from them a couple weeks later, and I was told with you know no no examples. It was just arbitrarily done for for hate speech. And I I certainly would imagine that as our message continues to grow. Uh, certainly I imagine that down the road we would be fully deplatformed from Facebook. And uh, so this is – obviously this is a very serious topic for a number of reasons. And, and I think it's, it's sort of a, a tough situation for, for the, the secular progressives in Silicon Valley because on, on the one hand, you know, freedom of speech platitudes are something that, that play nicely in their circles. But the, the reality is, is that uh, in, a, in an open environment, uh, their speech uh, basically is meaningless. Um, that any time that there's an opportunity for ideas to be heard, you see this. You see this in radio. Uh, you see this now on the internet. That the intellectual vibrancy of the right wing just continues to dwarf that of the left wing. So there's this sort of cat and mouse game that's going on, where they're just sort of taking things away, and as they take things away, that the right wing has to become increasingly more intricate and more intelligent to avoid it. And, and simultaneously, the leftist ideas are just becoming weaker and weaker. So there's this dynamic that's going on where they're forcing us to become stronger, more versatile, and more adaptable. And at the very same time, uh, they're becoming increasingly coddled and, and weak. So there, there does come a point where all of a sudden they can't run away from us, and they have to confront the reality that we've now been forced to become this incredibly strong thing, and they're these basically sheltered children. But this is very concerning, and this is why when I talk about the importance of having aggressive, proactive policy, you need to understand, okay, make, make no mistake about this. Just like when on the college campuses, when they try out the, uh, you know, the, the, the sexual laws where basically it is incumbent upon you to demonstrate that you had consent if you're, if you're accused of sexual assault, this is not just intended for, for college. This is, this is intended for uh, how they intend to govern the entire country. They're simply able to get away with it in these places because they have complete unilateral control. 
But as their supermajority continues to grow, these are the types of things that, that are intended to become reality for every, everyday citizens. Nationalism is not going to be allowed in this country. Okay, that we are not going to be legally allowed to have the conversations that we're having, not only on the radio, but we're not going to be allowed to hold these views publicly. So based on that scenario, right, and this is where the conservative, the conservative platform has to have a gut check here. You have to understand this. You're in a cage, and there's a knife in the middle of the cage, and the other guy on the other side of the room is eyeing that knife, and his goal is to stab you in the heart with it. You have an obligation to uh, render him incapable of doing that. So the conservative platform has to be looking to do the same. We have to take their toys away from them. It's not enough neutrality. We see what they're about. We see what they're going to do. Understand, these people, okay, and, and sure, they could say, well, this is our product. We have the right to refuse you the right of service. These are the yeah. very same people that believe that Christian bakers should be forced at gunpoint to bake gay wedding cakes. Okay, yeah. and, and one of your prior guests made an excellent point. This does operate like a religion. This is the religion of the state, secular progressivism, <laughs> cultural Marxism. Call it what you will. Yeah, that's what bo- bothers me, man. You have these I, people on the I, left that are trying to change history and beliefs. It's, it's insane. Go ahead. Sorry. That's right. I mean, that's right. I mean, I, I, I call it a satanic theocracy because it's a complete 180 degree inversion of the traditional values the Christian values that our nation is founded upon. It's not slightly yep. different. It's not a little – it's a complete and full inversion. And just like any religion, it has sacred cows. It has things that you're not allowed to question, and those things are uh, things pertaining to race, things pertaining to their bizarre, perverse notions on sexuality, and basically any attempt to assert traditional morality. So we now have – and this is just the opposite. Fifty years ago – these are the things their views were not allowed in, in normal society. They were fringe right. ideas. But now, but, yep. but, but at least we had the decency to allow them to have those fringe ideas. They're not even going to allow us to have these ideas. I mean, the list of people, Paul Joseph Watson. I mean, the, what, you know, Paul, my, my buddy Faith Goldie, these are just good people that have, these aren't, these aren't like bomb throwers. You know, you can you can find some examples of Milo saying some disgusting things, um, and that's you know. But for a lot of these people are just you know it's crazy people though, that have basic... some of these terrorists get to still stay on the platform, but we get kicked off. It's insane. Oh, of of course, of course, and and again, I mean, I've been saying this for ten years. I'm sure we've all been saying this. I don't understand why there isn't a proper alternative to this. I mean, it's it's yeah. the, I call it the Fox News principle. Right when every channel yeah. on TV insults is there to insult traditional Americans, They're, all it takes is for one channel to produce some timid alternative to that, and they own half of the market because fifty percent of the market is not being serviced by the current providers. And this is a classic example of that. It's more than fifty percent because the intellectual right. vibrancy being brought to Facebook, ninety percent of it is coming from the conservatives. So this is a situation for them where they built all this stuff and they have all their values, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this thing came along, and the internet actually energized the conservative base. It gave people like Kevin, myself, and Clint gave us an ability to connect with each other. I always felt very isolated growing up because there weren't a lot of people to talk to about these things. There weren't a lot of people that got it. And so all of a sudden they have this problem now where the internet becomes this thing where you're noticing this incredible vibrancy because we're dealing in truth. 
And truth is going to spread much easier than lies. Okay, their ideas have to be force-fed and brainwashed to continue. And the moment that that brainwashing apparatus is slowed down or unplugged, it starts to teeter out. Our ideas are the opposite. Our ideas will continue to fester and grow because they are grounded in truth and they are grounded in reality. We need to come up with alternatives because the writing is on the wall. But more importantly, leadership needs to, needs to do something very aggressive in response to this. Very, very well said, Daryl. And, you know, I, I think the approach that we'll need to be taking at some point uh, are situations like what Nick Sandman is, is suing. He's suing all these different media companies that put out the fake news. I'm sure everybody remembers the Catholic school kid uh, who got framed. I mean, th- this might be the future uh, uh, for tech companies. We may have, people may have to start suing tech companies to prove a point, to prove a purpose. To, to uh, you know, address them and you know, show them that they can't get away with certain things. That it's, it, you know, it's just, it's so unethical. And you know, there are things that uh, are, are somewhat of a gray area in a legal sense of what they do on some of these tech platforms to people. So you know, and let's let's face it, they want to treat these tech platforms just like communist China, just like these places that are run by communists control every little thing that you do. That's what it is, people. Um, we're going to go to a commercial. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, David Dorson and uh, George Landreth. We've got a huge show tonight. I can't wait. Everybody, please stick around. We'll be right back. Where can you find a burger inspired by flavors from near and far that mixes the smoky with the sass of the south? Combines the sweetness of summer with the tang of the country. For savory, sizzling, unexpected flavors. Well, you can find it at McDonald's. The new Bacon Smokehouse Burger. It's the newest flavor of the signature crafted recipes by McDonald's. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the -the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. All righty, we are back. Uh, I want to welcome to the show um, 
here, make sure I got my screen popped up. I want to welcome lawyer, columnist, activist, best-selling author, and assistant chief counsel during the Richard Nixon Watergate hearings, David Dorson. David Dorson, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. I, uh, we definitely have a lot to get into tonight. I also want to welcome to the show uh, lawyer, lobbyist, political consultant, and president of Frontiers for Freedom, George Landreth. George, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and it is great to be with you. Always a lot of fun. Excellent. Well, great to have you here, George. Um, I want to, guys, I want to get into the hearings yesterday, and everybody's been wanting to talk about this. Uh, the the uh, Bill Barr. Bill Barr uh, faced the Senate yesterday, and, uh, you know, my strong opinion is he got completely ridiculed, treated unfairly, several accusations being thrown at him. He was nothing but honest, you know, and they he even offered to give them every part of the report, and uh, it still wasn't good enough for them, the, the left, the Democrats which is upsetting, and I'm, I'm going to let everybody talk. I'm going to let everybody get their chance. Um, but I will tell you that uh, the, the, the sort of – the kind of interrogation Bill Barr experienced yesterday was disgraceful. I mean, you know, it's, it's a clown show with the Democratic Party. It really is right now. And I, I, know, I know David wants to talk about this, and we will. I want to play this clip first, though. Um, Lindsey Graham on the conclusion of the investigation, as everybody knows, uh, Lindsey did a great job in the room yesterday um, with, with Barr. You know, I, I thought it was fantastic, the, the examples and description that uh, Lindsey Graham gave. And I'm really liking this Lindsey Graham 2.0. I didn't used to like Lindsey Graham, but now I do. Uh, but let's play this clip, and then we're all going to talk about it. One four. Joining us now, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He led today's hearing, did a phenomenal job. <laughs> and I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, you and the Attorney General get 1,000. Uh, that list that you went down, that's the headline. This is over. He's not changing his mind. And this is all beginning. Well, to, to all my friends on the other side, we gave Mueller two years to do his job. He had 19 lawyers. He had $25 million, he interviewed 500 people, he issued 2,000 subpoenas. He had a plenty of opportunity without interference. The president gave him a million and a half documents. Everybody around the president and on the president's campaign testified voluntarily, and here's what we know. There was no conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Russians at all. The uh, Mueller could not decide, uh, to per did, chose not to press forward on obstruction. I always thought the obstruction argument was absurd. It is over. And the reason they're mad at Barr and me is because they didn't get the outcome they want. My friends on the other side want an outcome, and they don't care how they get it. You know, Senator, I've known you a long time. I want you to delve into that line of questioning that I played where you went down your list. FISA right. abuse, the rigged uh, criminal investigation into Hillary. It was all rigged. She did violate the Espionage Act, 18 U.S.C. 793. There was classified top-secret information on that server. She had an intent by deletions, bleach bit, and hammers, and pulling SIM cards. The intent was to destroy the evidence. The very thing, that would be obstruction, which the very thing liberals are acting like they care about, that would be a slam-dunk obstruction case to me. What are your thoughts? 
Well, what I tried to show was that uh, when it came to the Trump campaign, we had Bob Mueller, one of the most experienced lawyers, former FBI director, take two years, $25 million, 19 lawyers. Everybody in the country believed he was a fair-minded guy, and he reached a conclusion that the left doesn't like, but the, the verdict is in for Mueller, no collusion, no obstruction. Now, what I tried to show the public was that when it came to Clinton, Clinton's email investigation, there was no Bob Mueller's involved. There was Strzok and Page, who hated Trump's guts, wanted her to win $100 million to nothing. I want the public to know that the FISA warrant obtained against Carter Page was based on garbage collected by a foreign agent paid for by the Democratic Party that is unverified to this day. And I want to find out, did they open up a counterintelligence investigation against President Trump uh, for bad motives, and we're going to get the answers to all those questions. You know, I think this is very important as well. Okay, so the issue of finding out whether they rigged the Clinton investigation. Right. By the way, is that the same time kind of interesting? The Where did this originate, this crossfire hurricane? Important right. questions. Um, let's talk about the FISA abuse. We're now right. the New York Times suggesting it might have all been paid for Russian disinformation. Wow, that's a big deal. More importantly, do you believe, as I do, that a fraud was committed on the FISA court in the FISA applications? I read something. It was called, the, oh, the yeah. Grassley-Graham memo that said the bulk of information in the FISA applications were was the paid-for dossier that might be Russian disinformation. Is that true, sir? Well, here's what I know, that I know that McCabe said that without the dossier, there'd be no warrant. I know to this day that there is no verification of the dossier. There's literally a bunch of garbage. And people certified to the court that it was reliable. I know that uh, Comey, the FBI director, after President Trump was elected, gave him the same dossier and told the president, we can't verify it. We just want you to know about it. That doesn't add up. We're going to look at all that. But here's what I do know. Nobody cares on the other side what the FBI did or didn't do when it comes to Clinton. They don't care what they did or didn't do when it comes to Trump. They're trying to destroy his presidency. From their point of view, the rule of law is a tool to get an outcome. From my point of view, the rule of law protects us all, including President Trump, including Republicans. You know something, Senator? You were there with the Kavanaugh. I thought you had one of your finest moments as a senator in the Kavanaugh hearings. It was interesting. There were a lot of I-believers uh, on the most outrageous allegation. Um, yeah. We have serious allegations now about the attorney, uh, I'm sorry, the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, yeah. rape and violent sexual yeah. assault by two women. Yeah. I don't hear the I believers. I, I say that if Donald Trump cured cancer, gave every American $5 million tonight and adopted the liberal agenda, they'd still hate him. Am I wrong? Well, well no, you're, you're right, and it's sad because bipartisanship in their world is to be nice to their people, vote for their judges, sit on the sidelines when they did destroy a Trump judge. To give Mueller the space to do his job is not enough. When Mueller gives an answer they don't like, you destroy Bill Barr. Bill Barr is a fine man. He'll sleep well tonight. His critics are the problem, not him. All right, Senator, thanks for being So there you have it, everybody. And like I've said many times on this show, and I'll say it again, the Democrats never cared whether or not Trump broke the law. All they care about is taking him down any way they can. This was never about, you know, uh, the honesty or a real investigation. This was always about what can we get on Trump. They don't care if Russia hacked our election. 
Because if they did, Obama would have done something about it. Because Obama knew and he chose to do nothing. And we know what the real Russian collusion is. Hillary with Uranium One. And all these different things, everybody. I want to, you know, David, I want to start with you because I I know you're going to have a different opinion, but I'd love to start with you, sir. Well, let me say, first of all, that you you have a, an interesting show, but it's so slanted that it's impossible to really deal with the facts. For example, uh, Mitch McConnell said when Obama was elected that the single most important goal of the Senate this year is to make sure that Obama does not get reelected. You you you, know, you have a habit of distorting things. Liberals are not I, evil. I don't. I don't. You're you're on. You're you know. You're very. Far left. I mean, you oversaw the Richard Nixon hearings. You're, you know, you're uh, have different opinions than me. Doesn't mean it's slanted. It just means it's it's your view. But go ahead. Well, I think it's slanted because you say that the Democrats want only care about getting rid of uh, it's true. Trump. How is that not well, true? Well, well, that's, but the point is, then you bring up Hillary Clinton, but ignore the fact that Mitch McConnell said. As soon as Obama was elected, that the single most important goal of the Republican Party for the next four years is to make sure Obama does not get reelected. You just don't talk about these things. All you talk about is the – I'm glad you give me a chance to talk, but the 90 percent of your show is uh, directed to slandering the Democrats, and that's, not, that's just unfair. I think the Democrats, for example – uh, in the previous segment, uh, you were talking about the Democrats want to silence everybody. That's not true. The ACLU, oh, for example. Oh, come on, man. That's their goal. No, it's not. The ACLU supported the, the Nazis marching through Skokie. The ACLU promotes free speech. That is the liberal position. You are taking fringe people who are somewhat off the mark um, in terms of trying to suppress speech. I kept waiting for the door to break down on Daryl's apartment and have someone march in and arrest him. He's talking. Fox talks. Trump calls people evil because they disagree with him. And they do it, and you say that speech is suppressed. It, it is, it's bizarre. Everyone on your side is talking all he wants. You have hundreds of radio stations around the country, and yet you accuse the Democrats and liberals of suppressing speech. There's no suppression. You have all of the major networks. Watch you out. I've got, I've got the troops. The Fox is a major network. I was around during Watergate, too, sir, and I'm ready to go one-on-one anytime you want tonight. Let's go. I was there. I knew Mr. Nixon. I knew a lot of the players there. There was an awful lot of distortion that brought down Richard Nixon. No, there wasn't. There was a play. Okay, before we distortion. You know, he didn't say that he wanted to pay off the burglars to keep the presidency. He didn't say we could find a million dollars, but we could. uh, He didn't say a hundred other things that got him into trouble. No, Uh, he did say that. He did say they could find a million bucks. I would like to ask you, uh, just, and, and this is just a factual inquiry. Tell me when Joseph Biden, Hillary, or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama ever made a private paycheck in their life or ever paid uh, an employee to work for them without government money. I would like to know what their accomplishments outside of being professional. Well, that's irrelevant. The point is, 
That's irrelevant. Trump, Trump did no public point. service. He gave no money to charity. He was a draft dodger. He's he's giving. He's oh, he had a tax man. break that's for the rich. I mean, I can say the same thing. What big? What's a, so important about pay a paycheck? When you steal uh, money from uh, people Senator and you discriminate against minorities. out of the Vietnam War, and you and I both know it. Be, so okay. both of them did. So the point is, so did Trump. So what's the big deal? Trump evaded the draft improperly. I'm admitting, I'll admit that Clinton did the same thing as Trump, but you wouldn't have to admit that Trump also evaded the draft. With a phony so, bold spur. That was a joke. That was a very you, difficult issue, and quite candidly, I could understand why neither one of those guys wanted to go stand in a rice paddy, given the ambiguity of the Democratic leadership that drug us into Vietnam from about 1961, right around the Bay of Pigs. And uh, we can argue that point if you'd like to go with me on that. Well, that's, that's getting a little far afield. We were talking about evading the draft, and I'll, I'll All agree right. that both Trump and Clinton acted despicably in trying to avoid the draft, however much they – it was stupid to get involved in the war. I didn't like the war at all either. Mm-hmm. And most of the liberals tried to stop it. And you, you conservatives were saying, gung-ho, let's invade, let's have more troops, let's have more troops. And by the way, I know something about the war because I represented General William Westmoreland against CBS. So when, he, when um, And I believe CBS, General Westmoreland was a great American, and I believe uh, – Look, I'm not blind to the merits of some conservative thinking. As I said, I represented General William Westmoreland, and I got a lot of hell for it because liberals didn't, hey, some liberals didn't like it. But I, I, I think well, I'm I fair-minded. Think that, I, I think, sir, that speaks extraordinarily high of your objectivity. But, but I, let me, know, let's go on to bar. Let's go on to bar. And what the, look, David, Lindsey David, Graham was giving a distinction. Hold on. Hold on, David. I want to ask you, and this is important. Why? Okay. okay, so after all the evidence that has came out, after everything that has came out and come to light, why do you still think Trump is guilty? You guys called Mueller a hero, and now Mueller is suddenly not the good guy anymore. No, no, no. He's a good guy. Let me say this. I think that his report is catastrophic for Donald Trump. They gave 10 instances in which Donald Trump committed obstruction of justice. And Barr distorted that when he said that it was it suggested it was a vindication, and Donald Trump distorted it when he said the report was a vindication, as demonstrated by Trump's efforts now to discredit Mueller. What Mueller said, and I think if you read it closely, you'll see, he said, look, here are, here's the evidence. We don't have – one of the you – normally you have two alternatives, indict or yeah. don't indict. Right. There was, he, he concluded that there was no basis for indictment, although there was some evidence of collusion. He just said there wasn't anywhere near enough to indict. With obstruction of justice, what he said was, because I cannot reach a decision to indict because the Justice Department prohibits that, I will just lay out the evidence. Mueller did not give Barr, say to Barr, you decide because I can't. Mueller said, I'm not going to decide because it's a meaningless decision because we cannot indict a sitting president. Both William Barr and the president distorted uh, the Mueller report by suggesting, contrary to what Mueller has now said in letters, that 
uh, Mueller uh, exonerated Trump. He did not exonerate Trump on obstruction of justice. He said that we have a lot of evidence and we can't we don't have the power to indict the president. So I'm not going to suggest that we do. Uh, I think what is going on now is, is, is really unfortunate. I could use stronger words, but Mueller is a decent man. He did a thorough job, although incidentally some people pleaded the fifth. Donald Trump refused to subject himself to an interview. He refused to answer questions on obstruction of justice, which may be why the report could not be stronger. But to suggest that Donald Trump does that Mueller is a hack is outrageous. And to suggest that Mueller exonerated Trump on obstruction of justice is equally outrageous. Mueller doesn't well, even pay his green fees. Let, let me get let me get your th- let let me ask you what what do you what are your thoughts, David, about the hearing yesterday with with Bill Barr in the in the Senate hearing? What do you think? What are your thoughts? I think that Bill Barr did the country a major disservice by misrepresenting the Mueller report, and I think that the Democrats were somewhat partisan, uh, as were the Republicans, and I don't think yeah. that the uh, – I don't think Barr did a great job, a fantastic job, as Donald Trump said. He clearly lied to the people, when the public, when he said he had had no communications from Mueller when he did. I mean, it was, it was a flagrant lie. And it, it, I, I just find it shocking, frankly, that people will praise Barr's performance when it is obvious to me that he committed a lie and he went out there to try to uh, uh, mute the Mueller report by suggesting that it did not uh, contain serious evidence of misconduct by Donald Trump. Donald Trump told people he, he offered pardons. He said he called people a rat because they testified truthfully, or, what, or at least what they thought truthfully, and what the what Mueller thought was truthful. I mean, that's terrible. Donald Trump is destroying our institutions. He is oh, refusing God. to. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I can't really, I can't listen to this much anymore. Um, Barack Obama. I listen to all of your statements, and you say you can't listen to it. That's because you don't have an open mind. No, I I have an open mind, but I don't have a sieve for a mind. So, George, um, I'm going to let you say whatever you want. Just hold on. Matt has to go. Just hold on one second. Matt has to go. Matt, I I know you want to comment on this before you go. Go ahead, Matt. And then I'll get to you, George. Sorry. Uh, I, I have to say I find this, uh, David, kind of funny because, you know, we, we – I mean, Barr's uh, memo uh, – I'll call it the, the Barr memo – I mean, quoted directly from the report. He wasn't distorting anything. And we know from various reports, even though it was, it was buried, buried in the articles, that Mueller himself said there was absolutely nothing inaccurate about what – Barr had written in in the memo. So this is the fact that he he released the whole report. How do no, hold on, hold on. Don't don't confuse two things. Let's talk about the letter because you'd get a whole bunch of time to talk. Let me let me get back. No, I think just talk about the letter. Let him finish, David. Let him finish, and you can respond. And then you go into the fact that 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 Mueller was not in a position to say whether or not there was obstruction. That's that's pure bullshit. The, the Star Report actually uh, goes into about all the crimes that, that Bill Clinton did, that, that, he, that he was guilty of, uh, you know, obstruction and, and conspiracy to get people to, to lie and all that stuff. So Mueller was the best person in the entire country to say that the 
uh, that Donald Trump was trying to obstruct the investigation because he was running the damn investigation. He was running the investigation. If anyone was going to be able to say they were obstructed, it was going to be Mueller and his team, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And you know why? Because they, because when, uh, when they asked for the white house for, for, you know, millions of pages of, of, of information, they gave it to them. They cooperated. They let people testify. You know, that this is not the same kind of stuff we saw under Obama, where you know Barack Obama uh, was accused by 43 uh, of, of inspectors general of obstructing investigations systematically. And you're telling me that it's Donald Trump that's caught, that's the one that's destroying our institution? That's bullshit. Yes. I, I don't absolute agree. Absolute bullshit. That's, well, well, let that's me say something. Let me say something that will shock you. Let me say something. You know what? All this talk is, is not you – do know, you know how many people's minds are going to be convinced, changed by our conversation, even if it was equally no. liberal and conservatives listening? None. No, what's going to do Donald Trump in is, is the fact that the tax cut went overwhelmingly to the rich and the poor oh people – and they realize that they were take, taken advantage of. Well, Trump is, is destroying the uh, uh, Affordable Care Act and is trying to get it declared oh. unconstitutional. So when, by the time of the election, there'll be no health care if, if Donald Trump has his way. Obama and that's why Trump's going to lose. Look how high the premiums are. You basically have to get hit by a bus in order to Where's use the, it. Where is Donald I mean, Trump's plan? Now, hold it, hold it. Let me ask you a simple question. Donald where, Trump's where, plan where, was where, killed. Where, it's been eight Obama years. It's been eight years. Let me, let me speak. Obamacare has changed on the fly. Obamacare has been changed on the fly because they didn't have a good plan involved. I mean, the, the, the Republicans have not had a plan. There were 73 different changes to Obamacare over the course of, uh, you know, from when it, when it started to when before Obama left. Most of them were done by, by Obama unilaterally because they didn't have a good plan. Well, hold on. Let me keep your plan. Let that. Keep your doctor. Let me answer that, please. I, I will agree that there are many flaws in, in Obama's plan. He lied about However, that. However, the Republican. Let me finish. Let me finish. You keep your doctor. Remember that, though? That was a big Look, I will concede that. I will concede that. But the Republicans have. The, the Obamacare or Affordable Care Act is eight years old. The Republicans have never put forward a single plan. And now Trump says they're not going to do it until after the 2020 election. To me, that says volumes. Donald Trump in his 2016 said, I'm going to, as soon as I get elected, let me finish, as soon as I get elected, I will have a plan that will be cheaper and better. There is no Republican plan and there's no chance of a Republican plan and then if everyone with, a, with protection now for pre-existing conditions will lose it if Donald Trump's lawsuit to have the Obama Affordable Care Act declared unconstitutional is successful. So what I, I agree the Affordable that the Affordable Care Act, when it, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it has actually made health care less affordable, there, um, there, there's a, a Gallup poll that says that more people are delaying care because they can't afford it since the Affordable Care Act was passed than before. So, I mean, we're, we're sitting That's not true. There's 12, more, 12 million that, more people with insurance. I, 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 I cited this statistic in my the 12 in my million book, more people there. have insurance. 12 no, 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 million more yeah, people I'm have insurance. They don't have insurance. It's not about insurance. It's about whether people are delaying care because they can't afford their premiums. They can't afford uh, their, their deductibles. It, it is making health care less affordable. You no, no. What's making health care less affordable? 
when your premiums are so high that you can't afford to actually go there and pay the premium, then you, then you're not going to go get care, and that's what's happening. There are oh, well, let me say, let me answer that point. That, you have a point. Oh, you have a point. Let me let me say you have a point. But my answer to that is is primarily that. Donald Trump has produced not a – and the Republicans have not produced an alternative plan when they've had eight years to do so. And without any – I'm saying that the Affordable Act, CARE Act is not necessarily the greatest thing, but it, it, it does add 12 million people with <laughs> some insurance. But and it's better than nothing. You and if you tell people you that nothing is better than the Affordable Care Act, and that's the Trump position that Trump takes – He's going to be slaughtered in 2020 because don't, don't hold your breath on that. All one, the insurance sir. in the world. No, he's not. He's going to win by a landslide. Trump's going to win by a landslide. I don't know about what that. I'm saying that. Hey, 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 hey. No insurance is not going to make it. Wait, wait, David. What does the left have to run on? What, what do they have except communism, giving Social Security to illegal aliens? Let me finish, by the way. Giving uh, a slavery reparations, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You're going to generalize and stereotype blacks in that situation. Many blacks hate the idea. Uh, you've got, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, tax, tax, tax higher and higher. Uh, let's give universal shitty Medicare to everybody. Oh, yeah. Cattle calls, Southwest Airlines, DMV status. Let's do it, man. Yeah, what a disaster. What? Come on, man. Shoot. Come on, David. Come on. Tell me, tell me what they have. You want me to answer you got that? the best economy. You got the best economy ever. The best e- ever. The reason, but but yeah, people yeah, are not really making a go? living wage. Yeah, we got the oh, lowest yes, unemployment. Yes. No, blah blah blah. Let me finish, dude. We got the lowest you, black you unemployment in history. No, let me finish. I said. I said that in the original beginning. We got the lowest black unemployment, lowest Asian unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, and lowest female unemployment in 60 years. So why the hell are the feminists bitching? Why are the minorities crying on the left? They all need to shut up. They've got Can the best that? freaking economy they've ever had. You know what? If you're going to come up with some justification, go look at the facts. I told you just facts just now, homie. Go ahead. Okay. The answer to that is that uh, it's higher, uh, there is good, un, uh, good figures on unemployment. That most people are working without enough, not numbers. making enough. I thought, Muslim, I thought you were going to give me a chance to respond. I thought you were going to give me a chance to respond. No, I'm not. I'm, going, is, I'm talking. I'm talking. The Muslim from Kenya, the loser, the white mama, white grandma, fake black guy, uh, he never got record numbers like, like Trump has. Trump has made the stock market higher record numbers than anybody. And Obama raised the debt more than all presidents in history combined. You're going to try and praise him for any economic gain or anything the economy ever did? I don't think so, bro. And you have blacks in the worst situation they've ever been in. Higher food stamps, higher welfare. Be lazy. Come, come mooch off Osama. Go ahead. Can I talk now? Yeah, go David, ahead. David, I'd okay. like to congratulate you on having the courage to come on a show like this and express your views. Uh, many of your well, national the- candidates not going to these kinds of venues. They're afraid of this kind of dialogue. I'm not. You I'm not. not because I, I, I have great consideration. But you did say one thing that I think factually we need to examine. You said the Republicans have never come up with any health care bill that worked. I believe Paul Ryan, who I'm not a big fan of, by the way. I'm glad he's gone. Rhino. He did one thing during his two years as, as speaker. They put forward yeah. an affordable health care alternative to right. uh, the, the Obama bill. 
But they had both houses of Congress, and most a lot of Republicans wouldn't accept it. Oh, sorry. Okay. It was it was due to it was due to pass with two or three votes to spare, and basically they could have put some serious pressure on the two or three Republican senators who were on the fence on the thing. They didn't think they needed to do that because they felt confident that John McCain, as ill as he was, would come back and would vote for uh, Mr. Ryan's, not really Mr. Trump's, health care plan. And what Mr. McCain did, if you recall, Senator McCain walked in at midnight and dramatically put thumbs down and defeated the entire Republican effort to bring maybe He's not a, a different bill to the Senate. And uh, so – Factually, the Republicans, uh, uh, sir, did come up with something. It, it, they, as they often do, they shot themselves in the foot with John McCain, who I have very little respect for, and I knew very uh, well about 38 or 40 years ago. And uh, uh, I think the reason Lindsey uh, Graham has become such a prominent senator now is he's gotten out from uh, the shadow of his big brother, who he used to follow around. Okay, and 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 yeah. but. You know, nobody has a monopoly on facts. Nobody has a monopoly on the truth. The truth is, and Rob and I talked about this today on the show, there has to be, uh, in in our Judeo-Christian culture, which is what developed this country, Jews and Christians primarily, there has to be some consensus that we're going to make an effort, in the words of the immortal Rodney King, to just get along. And, uh, you know, when you come on the show tonight, you really – I, I, you know, I, I'm proud of the intellects of our people on this program, and I'm not quite as proud of our behavior. And uh, right. you know, I, 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 you know, and I, and, and I have to say that I think Richard Nixon was run out of town by the Washington Post and some other big interests. Did he commit crimes? Yes. Were they impeachable? Probably. Did the impeachment of Richard Nixon really accomplish anything for the country in the two years? When Gerald Ford filled in, I would argue with you, sir, it accomplished nothing, okay, and that the Democrats would have been better off uh, running a stronger candidate than Jimmy Carter in 1976 to replace Richard Nixon. Had they done that, you might not have had to compete with Ronald Reagan, and you might have had a dominance of the presidency that the Democratic Party has not enjoyed over the last 40 years. So that's just my take, but I do want to say that Rory runs a great show. He's very rabid and very enthusiastic, and he has the passion of youth. I have, uh, being the old guy that I am, uh, we, we need, as, as, uh, as Rob Hicks and I were talking about on our YouTube show today, nothing's getting done back there. I mean, we have major problems in this world, and the only person that's showing up and going to work every day is Donald Trump, it seems to me. Everybody else is sitting in the, in the, in the stands in the stadium. And pointing out all of his personal, political, and ethical shortcomings when we're all – all of our feet are made out of clay. And why don't we all just all agree that you know uh, we're less than perfect and let's find a way to work together over the next couple of years and try to find a way to move this country forward. And I, I, I'm sure you would agree with me on that, wouldn't you, sir? We lost David for a second. Uh, George, go ahead. Oh, Dave, David's, back, David's back on here. George, go ahead, though. Well, I was just going to say um, I don't think Mitch McConnell announcing that the Republicans are going to focus on defeating uh, Barack Obama for reelection is news to anyone. That's what every party does. Uh, what I want to know is where were the specious um, 
uh, trumped up phony um, investigations and the um, you know um, false FISA warrants and where, where's all that? That's what I want to see. If that's the case, then then we got we got parity. Otherwise, we're basically taking someone's statement about politics, which is kind of like a um, a non-statement statement. It's like saying you know. Like Mitch McConnell saying, I prefer that Republicans win elections in the future. Dumb. Well, he didn't say that. But, he said our, our single George, goal should be to defeat. He said our single goal should be to defeat Obama. Let me say this. If, 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 so, assuming, so my which, question is, the FISA warrant is a little bit more complicated as to whether it alone, what role exactly it played. And that's why Lindsey Graham oh, said, no, let's investigate. it's not complicated it. at all. People perjured themselves on that thing. Hold on, let me say this. Well, look, there was was something like 30 indictments that Mueller got. You know, you you have to recognize recognize that the investigation of Mueller was not a total bust, even from yours. You can't can't say that. Uh, Yes, I'm not contesting the conclusion that the evidence was insufficient to indict for a collusion. But there's certainly evidence the leaders. Russians wanted to collude, but there's no evidence Trump did, and that's the whole but, but, point. But, but let me say that that's that, that, that this well, there's some evidence, but that's I mean, there's not a lot. I'll agree with that. Now, it, why won't Donald? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you an important question. Why won't Donald Trump ever criticize the Russians for their role, undisputed role, in trying to influence the? 2016 election in his favor. Why, which, as the Mueller report found, why um, won't I know he acknowledge exactly that? Why he won't? Well, first of all, um, he, at this point, he's not going to because everyone has tried to make it sound like he was the big beneficiary. When in fact, what we really know is the Russians were just trying to sow discord. They were also in operations trying to help Hillary. They didn't why didn't they leak? Why didn't they leak Donald Trump's emails? I don't. I suspect they weren't very interesting, and most of the. I, I, I suspect they were very interesting. I seriously uh, doubt I'm it. My sure suspicion is we all know what Donald Trump's thinking. He tweets it every day. He, he's an open I think book. One of the big issues was also that the DNC and, and Hillary's emails did not have as be, as good a security. I remember hearing this. I'm not sure if it's true, but they just didn't have as good a security as, as maybe Trump and, and the Republican Party did. I do not possibly, know but true, only, but let me mention one other thing. It turns out it turns out that Trump and his family have also been using uh, vulnerable uh, email systems, uh, and that is something that. I mean, as far as I know, Ivanka Trump, who I know is one of, one of the people who was allegedly using uh, uh, private or whatever email. Uh, I don't know that she have top uh, the top secret security. No, but I think, I think, no, I, think it's, I think Donald Jr. and Ivanka were also doing it. Look it up. Uh, I can't yes, cite but, 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 but do they do they have clearance to be handling? Yes, so Ivanka uh, does. Top, Donald, Ju- Donald Jr. does. The yeah, question they, they is, do. what were the emails about? If the question isn't, do they have emails that weren't as secure as we'd like them to be? One, I guarantee it wasn't in someone's bathroom closet. Secondly, the question is, are they setting up a business lunch with a friend, or are they, are they transmitting State Department documents? Oh, well, well, we let's do know and find out. You're going to call for investigation of that, too? I'm game. Along with the other I, I, Hillary, Hillary. Someone's going to have to demonstrate it was likely there was a case. If someone wants to, I mean, the fact is the NSA already probably knows what was there, and the fact that it hasn't been leaked as being a problem probably means it's not. The fact oh, is, I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. 
The other thing I was going to say is the idea yeah. that Trump is somehow destroying our institutions, I think, is, is, is laughable. Uh, you know, the Obama administration, for example, in a, in a way to get around both Well, let's talk about Donald Trump. You keep, you're going to say, you say it's laughable. Then now let's talk about Donald Trump. Uh, uh, yeah. First of all, he, he's, he's in effect thumbing his nose at, at the House of Representatives. That's the House of Representatives is no, the co-equal he, branch of the government. It is co-equal, which means he does not have to do everything they say. It's like when Barr was asked, would you share with us your notes from uh, the conversation with Mr. Mueller? He goes, no. And in my response, I would have asked the follow-up question, which is, sir, I'm sure you had meetings with your staff this morning about the questions you were going to ask and how you were set up this uh, hearing. I'd like to see those notes. No, no, there's and, the and notes. And, no, no, Don, no, both Don Barr described the conversation with Mueller, and it's a legitimate question. I think I, I understand what you're saying, and you have a point, but it's a legitimate question. If you describe – if someone says, David, uh, I'm going to describe my conversation with Donald Trump – and I say this it suggests that it's contradictory to what Donald Trump said. Someone could legitimately say, "Did you take notes? Can, can I see the notes?" That's very they can different. Ask that, but he has no obligation to give them. To no, me. he does. They want to ask he doesn't. But it's, it's certainly significant. If I had contemporaneous notes that supported me, why wouldn't I want to disclose those notes? Because, because they might also have. Um, your thoughts and impressions about related issues that are not related to the redact those. Show the gift who agree on an impartial person. And then when you an impartial person. Okay. And then when you re and then you redact them, they'll complain that you're hiding things. Well, this is possibly. The whole point. No, no, look, there are risks in oh, all of this. Possibly absolutely one hundred. I'll agree absolutely. But the point is the fact that he categorically refused to turn over notes of a conversation he testified to under oath worries me. And the, the, well, all I'm saying is that, as uh, has been said by... by I, think he, I think he has the right to do that because they are co-equal branches of government, and each branch has the ability to, to, to engage in deliberations and conversations with staff and not have the other branch of government trying to beat them over the head with their conversations. Donald Trump, for example, has every right to talk to his attorney and ask him I have obligations in running this government. I think that this investigation is completely a waste of time, and he was right because he knew that he hadn't done anything. And with respect to him, at least, it was a waste of time. But bottom line is um, he has the right to talk to his attorneys and ask them about that question, have that conversation. And, that people, and no one else has a right to look at those notes and come to the conclusion that they're evidence of anything. They're evidence well, let me of mention one thing. McGann, McGann is not his attorney. He's a White House attorney, and therefore he represents the office of the president. Right, and there's no, there's no attorney-client privilege in conversations. By, there's with, executive with, privilege, and he has the right to have conversations with those people and to not have them but, disclosed. But, he made the, but the point is he was saying the same Obama thing publicly. Obama executive privilege for stuff that clearly wasn't executive privilege. Donald Trump doesn't even claim it, and yet you guys all act like he's hiding something. Oh, Nixon, well, no, no, no I'm not saying that. Who who claims executive privilege? Barack, excuse me, Barack Obama claimed executive privilege all the time. Times Give me one example. Give me one example. And so does Trump on some things. There's a Mueller investigation he chose not to. That was a, a political decision. It may have been right. It may have been wrong. But uh, he, he made that decision. He waived its executive privilege. And th mm -hmm. that's his decision. Nixon waived executive privilege, which was probably unwise. 
But, you know, you make decisions and you calculate the pros and cons. And Trump obviously thought, as did Nixon, that it was his advantage to waive attorney-client privilege. But I think we're getting hey, a little more far afield. Guys, I got to say, well, I'm just all I'm we'll saying right. is that's evidence of somebody's being transparent. You can you can try to dismiss it by saying, well, he made a decision that was his best play. I don't know. All I know is he waived it. And I agree I know with you. I, know, I, 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 I agree with you there. No, no. He, I, I think it's it, it, when you add up the two things, so the various arguments pro and con. The fact that Trump waived executive privilege is something that is in his favor and suggests transparency. I, I, I no, I'm not going to say. You know, you, you give the times you say, you know, we're monolithic and not reasonable and don't concede and and, and or this. I, you know, I'll, I'll concede things, and most liberals will. Now, most liberals won't come on your. Show show for obvious reasons they don't like to be uh to see their positions attacked and most conservatives won't go on a liberal show for the same reason i happen to be a little I crazy got, um, i gotta take it guys i gotta take a quick commercial we'll be we'll be right okay. back I go I liberal take all the time, but... oh go go ahead george you have a last thought go ahead well, I just say I go on conser- or liberal shows all the time it's not a problem for me my experience is that, that after a while you don't get invited back and I don't, and I don't behave right. meanly. I just give the alternative point. But um, you know, I, right. I've made a habit yeah. of you know go, going to, uh, to the liberal shows to represent the conservative thought. Yeah, these conversations definitely need to be had, and it's good we're having them. We'll be right back, everybody. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people add changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, worldwide. Listen to in 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, please visit our media site, thenexnexgenusa.com. And don't forget, we're coming out with a brand new uh, platform in the next couple weeks. We're on our media site. We'll be having many notable people that will be doing their own shows. And as the time gets closer, I will be announcing much more about it. Very excited to share it with all of you. Um, I want to go to um, 
Bill. Bill in Texas, go ahead. I know you have a lot of thoughts. Go ahead, Bill. Well, yeah, I think, David, you know, you're one of the most in- disingenuous people I've ever heard speak. I mean, you want you, wow. you want to shine over everything that, that Obama or Clinton or anybody did, and all you do is redirect. Well, Trump did this, and the AG did that, and you know, you got Holder. He was he was held in contempt of Congress, but you don't hear anything about that. You talk about the health care. Oh well, they don't have anything. You know, you talk about the 12 million more people being on health care. That was that. That's a different income ratio of people. What you did was that, that Obamacare strapped the most of the costs for that 12 million people onto the middle class and, and small businesses. But when talking with you, you won't admit any of those things. So how can you have an honest discussion about anything, any of these things when all you want to do is say, well, Jared Kushner and, and, uh, and, uh, and Trump's daughter, they had email servers, or they did emails. And, and Didn't they? Too. Didn't they? Now, damn it, uh, I'm talking. Didn't they? When, when Didn't I, they? When, Didn't what? they? Didn't they have a? Didn't they have email services? Use email services that weren't secure. Doesn't matter. We're not talking about them. That's not the point. They're not the point. The point is Clinton. That's the subject. No, not the president them. is Donald Clinton. Trump. I, I thought I thought Donald Trump was the president. No, we're talking about. I thought that's what we're Clinton. talking about. See, this is this is the no, point. No, Clinton, 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 Clinton. There's no talking with you because this is what you do, and this is no. what every liberal does. So you don't get to anything. No, why, why are we talking about Clinton when Donald Trump is president? I don't understand. You won't confront Trump any realities. All you got to do is deflect them. No, no, no. Donald Trump is president. When I was invited on the show, we were talking about Barr and Clinton and Mueller. Not Donald Clinton, but Trump and Mueller. That's, what I, that's how the, tri- the thing started. I didn't pick what this subject. If you want to have a program on Clinton's emails were brought up. What was your reply about Clinton's emails? Did he, did, did, what was your reply? Did you address that? No, you did not. This is not the subject of the conversation. I, do you want me to talk about Clinton emails? I, I think she made a mistake. Listen exactly to me. Why. I think it's she made a mistake. I think she made oh, a, I mistake. Didn't make a mistake. I think she did no, something that was not entirely proper in using uh, unsecured emails. Every single thing that, that has been brought up on a conservative side, it doesn't matter if jobs – it doesn't matter if it, if, what it's I just got to do. Just look, you're changing the subject. I just said I did not. I think that Clinton did something wrong. Hillary Clinton was not acting intelligently or appropriately in having using unsecured emails. I think that was something that I find wrong and should be criticized. As far as the destruction of her emails, I think that was wrong and should be criticized. Give me something else. I'll criticize the Clintons. I have no hesitation. But we're talking about Donald Trump, who happens to be the president. You're talking. I want to deal with the present, and you want to deal with the past. I'm. I'm look, no, I am I, not I a fan, agree. great it, fan of Hillary Clinton. When things, when things aren't resolved, it doesn't become the past. What do you want? You don't get a past because it's let, let not like something. that. When, when okay, things let, let, aren't sir, resolved, they don't sir, pass. Sir, let me say something. Donald Trump is president of the United States. He has is a Justice Department that uh, with an attorney general he appointed. Why aren't they investigating Hillary Clinton? Why do you insist that I criticize Hillary they Clinton? Are. They, they okay, are. Let them. Okay, when they find something, I'll listen to it. Uh, uh, Comey, James Comey, the head of the FBI, said, and I don't think he acted entirely correctly and properly, that well, you know, Hillary Clinton did something that was reckless, but it was not criminal. Now, 
It was a bad reading of the law. He imputed and required uh, it, it mens rea requirements that were not the correct ones. Oh, yes, they were. No, just like they are with obstruction of justice. You're making that up, sir. I'm an, I was an assistant U.S. attorney for five years. You're just I'm making not things making up. That up. Yes, no, you are. The point is, it ha- you require, you have to, you have, uh, no, anyone can negligently or innocently. Normally, you can, with intelligent matters on that statute, it does not require the same sort of uh, mens rea, say, first degree murder. Do does. For crime or to, to indict her or just to say it was wrong? I agree she did something wrong. What do you want me to say? I'm not prepared to say she should be indicted. No, that, that requires mens rea. You can't and indict he somebody. Had, he had a, absolutely. There are people that have served prison time for doing far less than she did, but they weren't as important as her. They just happened to be, you know. Uh, and, but and I, I still look. I'm coming back to the point that you can fight your old wars when you want. I am. I, I will concede that a lot of the things that the Clintons did were wrong. You didn't complain. No, no, you, you, guys, you, you have a president out. who's been here for twenty-six months, or twenty-seven months, or twenty-eight months. I just thought that that was what the sub the program was about. I didn't pick the subject. Rob, 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 go ahead. Rob, go ahead. You want me to? You want me to go ahead? Yeah, yeah, go, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I know you have thoughts. <clears throat> well, I, I, it's just I, I was kind of listening <clears throat> over the last fifteen minutes or so, and it's like it, 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 this is. This kind of back and forth of he said this, well, she said this. It's really just kind of back and forth, uh, like National Enquirer stuff. I mean, I, I think it doesn't seem like 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 we're we're attacking these conversations with an intent to solve problems. It's it's more as as to try to, oh well, your your leader is 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 bad, and you know your leader's bad. It's just like it's. It, I mean, it's. It's almost like being on a playground, and I mean, I think, uh, I, I mean, I, I agree that we need to look forward, but 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 I also think, you know, that if, if we're going to tolerate, if, if we're going to try to pretend like like spending twenty five million dollars and and all these federal resources attacking Trump, and it doesn't pay off, it's like okay, well, in, in your concept, David, of equality, well, why don't we take Five million dollars, <laughs> you know. It's like I mean, for you free can. Right let, now. Me, let, me, let, me, let me agree with you. I I have no objection. You look, the, the Republicans have the executive branch. They can investigate anyone they want. The Justice Department. So the, the blame. I don't know whom you're blaming when you say Hillary Clinton did these things. You now can evaluate. <clears throat> Why hasn't she been investigated? I, it's not – it's Donald Trump. It's Bill Barr. It's his predecessor. I didn't say don't investigate it. I have no power to say don't investigate Hillary Trump, Hillary Clinton. I'm, all I'm saying is, is – my, my point in, in this is, is that I'm more excited to see that <clears throat> despite the federal government trying – after spending $25 million of taxpayer money – they couldn't come up with anything yet. For well, they free, came up with thirty indictments. Well, well, but for free, thousands of, of American patriots in the in in the QAnon and anonymous people have found unbelievable amounts of documentation um, 
you know, in, in terms of what's going on in the deep state. And that was given for free. No, but, but, so but like, why isn't me, look, you, you, the, the Republicans have control? Why don't we see indictments? Why don't we see investigations? Those indictments had nothing to do with collusion. I don't believe yes, they had. Don't the, the, the point is, you have first. There are two steps. Did the uh, Russians actively engage to dis- disrupt our uh, elections and in- do however they did it? That's step one. And step two is did the um, Trump administration conspire with them, which is different from collude, but that's another question. And the answer to the first one was yes. And there were thirty or so, twenty-five or ten, indi- twenty or twenty-five indictments. For that, was there any collusion? No, but the point is, you have to have an investigation, and you know, investigations don't always come out the way that anyone particularly wants. And here, it was partially a, uh, a vindication of those people who said the Russians um, tried to disrupt our investigation, which Donald Trump has not acknowledged. And that upset some people. And it, 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 I agree it upset other people that Mueller didn't find collusion. But you know, the, my point is that. You know, you need you know, there was enough there for an investigation, in my opinion, as demonstrated by the results that showed that there was active active attempts by the Russians to enlist the uh, Donald Trump's people that's the campaign. And they turned it so they turned it down, or they didn't they didn't fully cooperate. It cooperate enough to consist of a conspiracy, but that's what investigations look. I was, as I said, I was. A, you know, I was assistant U.S. attorney. I was assistant chief counsel of the Senate Water Committee. You know, we, when we started, there was very little in evidence. There was no evidence that uh, President Nixon was involved. There was no evidence even that Don Dean was involved. And sometimes they work out and sometimes they didn't. So Mueller worked out to some extent in, in demonstrating that there were Russian efforts, which is very, very important for purposes of ensuring a uh, clean election next time. And it didn't work out in the, you know, the way that some people wanted or alleged as far as other things. But that's life. You, don't, you, don't, you can't judge an investigation in hindsight. This saying, wasn't well, a serious investigation. And the reason why it wasn't a serious investigation is ever since Alger Hiss, the Russians have been trying to get involved in American politics and have been. And so the idea that they need an investigation to determine the Russians might want to do that strikes me as a little silly. No, they're uh, trying to how they, they did it. No, there's also how they, they did it. What this and was how we about stop was it. they wanted to pretend that it was a Donald Trump problem, when in fact it was the Hillary campaign that was paying Russians for intelligence to come up with a story in a steel dossier that turned out to be unreliable and turned out to be just a campaign hit piece. Well, it was investigated. Look, Lindsey Graham said he wants to investigate it. I don't know why he didn't do it two years earlier. The Republicans have had the Senate, and they had the House for two years. And before they lost it, they had to stay in the Senate. So why don't they investigate? Look, why, do you, why, do you, why do you keep insisting that Hillary Clinton – look, 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 you keep complaining to me and others. Hillary Clinton did this. Hillary Clinton did that. As though, you, as though the people that you like could not have done something about it. Why don't no, you scream I, at Donald Trump? Why aren't you investigating this? Really, is it well, great? Why didn't I, you investigate this two years earlier? I'm fine if they do, but the reality is historically we haven't done that. Historically, well, the winner of an election, because that's what well, banana republics do. When you win an election, you use the power of government to throw everyone who was against you in jail. And so we've tried to avoid that. And I will admit the cost has been that sometimes some crooked politicians, when they lose an election, get away. And Hillary's okay. one of them. 
But as a general rule, it's not necessarily an awful idea to not have the winner be empowered to go after everyone on the losing side but, and but round the them up is, and throw them in prison. But the point is, let me say, well, the corollary of that, once you make that decision, which I generally, generally agree with, you can't just live your whole life by saying – why you know with Hillary Clinton asking, did this, Hillary Clinton did that, and then say the we Democrats should investigate. To reciprocate. This is the first time in history where the losers have gone after the winners. It usually is the winners who go after the losers, and and we have shown self restraint and haven't done that. And we're simply asking: Could the Democrats step up to the damn plate and and reciprocate and not be a banana republic? But thank you, no, 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 Your earlier point, a banana republic, where the no, no, hold on. Your earlier your earlier point that both sides have done this was valid. After elections, the, you know the Republicans have criticized the Democrats and said they were crooked. The Democrats say the Republicans were crooked. You're right. This has been going on for a long time, and I agree with you that the force of investigations try to throw people in jail. I agree with you. But the point is Donald Trump has not exactly been the most generous person in terms of uh, saying let bygones be bygones. He keeps bringing up Obama, Hillary Clinton, and all that. And if you want to be – you know, you sort of can't have it both ways. Who has he tried to investigate, though? That's my point. Go ahead, George, with your point, and we've got to keep going. Go ahead, though, George. I just – I understand that that he's not necessarily the the, the most warm and cuddly after the election, but that's – that's not the question. The question is, do we use the power of government to punish our adversaries after elections? Historically, the risk was the winners did it to the losers. This is the first time in history where the losers have managed to do it to the winners. And I think the winners have actually been remarkably uh, self-restrained. And my fear, quite frankly, is, is that the Democrats have created an environment in which now all hell is going to break loose and every election is going to make be about we must win or we will go to jail. I, I, you see, this, this is a question of perception. Answer, which is qu- very, answer it quick, David. Uh, I think I, – I, I, I don't agree with that characterization. I think the, the Republicans have been very vindictive and, and been very accusatory, uh, something Obama geez. never did. What he, he never accused Bush, uh, his predecessor, of anything That's near. all he did was blame Bush. That's all he freaking did every no, goddamn no, second. True. He blamed Bush. Well, Bush gave me this crappy economy. You know, that was the previous guy before me. That's all he did, man. Well, that's all Trump is doing. Okay, so let's, uh, let's agree that both sides do it. Let's agree that both sides do it. Hey, 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 hey. What does Trump have to complain about? He took us out of a damn mess. When he took over, it, we had a president, a Muslim, fake black president, who raised the debt more than all presidents combined, and he was born in Kenya. That, there's no way. Look, Michael Obama, the ape, the ape wife of this, that there's no way that's a woman. Kevin, go ahead. Are yeah. you allowing this on your show, Rory? Are you allowing this on your show for someone to say Absolutely. that? Absolutely. It's unfiltered, man. I speak my mind. Go ahead, Kevin. I, Rory, I, I am shocked. Right. I, I really am shocked. She's an what? ape. Rory? She's a tranny. What do you want me to say about Michael Obama? Kevin, go ahead. Yes, Rory, Rory, this is shocking. This is shocking. Well, whatever, but even though even Trump has said, acknowledged that he was, he was making things up when he said that um, oh, uh, yeah, Obama yeah. was. Come on, man. 
I mean, to call yes. Obama that, to call a former president of the United States that, it really, look, if you want to lead, help lead the country uh, for, you know, win an election 2020, See, I mean, I just can't say. much worse, man. I, that's not even bad what I said. Go ahead, Kevin. Let Kevin. Kevin has questions for you. Kevin, go ahead. Yes, well, quite simply, the truth does not fear investigation, and Trump has shown no uh, interference with, a just, uh, with justice, no obstruction of justice. We've gone. He tried. Are you fucking kidding? He ordered McGahn to fire Mueller. Are you kidding? Don't please don't insult the intelligence of your listeners. Trump told McGahn several times to fire Mueller, and you say he had no fear. That's a joke. Come on, I'm willing to have a serious discussion and acknowledge certain points. But when you say Trump had no fear of the investigation, that's hysterical. No. You should be put on mute right now. Anyways, no, we've gone through this whole process. The entire time Trump has been yeah, because Trump because began and he's been investigated since even before that he was even president. Ever since he was nominated for the presidential bid before, he had been wiretapped. Well, Mr. Watergate, how could you explain how such corrupt behavior could be allowed? Who who wiretapped? Who wiretapped Trump? Who wiretapped Trump? Yes, the, the Obama administration. The, the oh, come NSA, on now. That's been just. Uh, yeah. not, that's not. Exactly. No one seriously believes that. Everyone has said it didn't happen. Come on. Look, look, look let's be serious. If you want to, to talk and, and, and engage your listeners in a serious position. What? Yeah, exactly. You can't even hold a valid point. You won't even let me speak. And it's absolutely the truth. Trump has well, been and the FISA warrant in every single, scrutinized in every single possible aspect. And. Because they've found nothing on him, all they keep, all you guys, Democrats alike, keep saying that it's he's uh, corrupt and doing all these terrible things. That is just simply not true. So, please tell me, how, how could you say that Richard Nixon deserves to be impeached when the Obama administration has done far, far, far worse? Much worse. Look, you can say that. Look, uh, look. Let me say this. I spent. Uh, a year and a half of my life investigating Nixon, along with a lot of other people, what ended up was a very comprehensive report, with, which which ended up also with the top aides of Nixon being indicted and convicted, John Mitchell, Haldeman, and Ehrlich, the top three people in the administration. I have yet to see, and you know, look, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I have yet to see any comprehensive. Explanation of how anything that Obama did, and I don't defend everything he did, comes remotely close to that. And if you believe that, um, present evidence. You just can't say to me uh, Obama did much worse than Nixon. No one believes that. I mean, it's not. It's 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 not credible. I believe that he weaponized government, for example. He used government as a tool to get at his opponents politically, whether it was the IRS. How? And you can tell me he didn't do it, but he did. I was one of the – and my group was one of the groups that was um, targeted by the uh, – because they didn't like the name Freedom and Frontiers of Freedom, I guess. Um, you know, and and the IRS, the IRS in a settlement uh, admitted they did it. So everyone well, keeps saying they didn't do it, but I'm sorry. Well, I, look, uh, I, I, mean, I know did. something about that. I mean, okay, that's a first of all, there's nothing to show that Obama personally had anything to do with that. Uh, I know the Bob <laughs> never signs the memo. Daryl, I'll let 
Oh, go ahead, George. Finish, and I'm going to let Daryl go. Go ahead, though, George. Sorry. I, I said what I needed to say. I just, I, of course, I understand the mob, the mob boss never signs the memo. He just explains that the hit needs to be made. Uh, <laughs> Daryl, go ahead. Yeah, so, David, I, I do want to echo what Clint said. Um, I do appreciate you coming on, you know, a contested turf here. Um, and I do think it's important that we that we treat guests respectfully, especially if they have different views than ours. I think it's a good opportunity for us to uh, to have some some counter views on here. Obviously, I think that you know we do see the world pretty differently. Um, a lot of specialized points have been made. I don't really want to trot too far into those. I think that most of the important elements have been covered. My my little observation to this, and I, I keyed in on that as well. You know, the, the comment that Mitch McConnell made about uh, making it a goal to make sure that Obama didn't get reelected, uh, that, is, that is not equivalent to a $25 million investigation of an administration about no, a bunch what, of what, what prompted the investigation? I'm not sure at this moment how you, how you can you – know, what caused the, specifically who made the decisions – uh, it was, it, it, ultimately, it was uh, Rod Rosenstein, a Republican, who decided that uh, a uh, independent counsel, independent uh, a special counsel, was required. You know, I think these things are very, very complicated, and that it's. It, and I, I sort of, in a, in a sense, although I think it's a waste of time, if you want to look forward, Lindsey Graham's. Uh, plan to find out how this thing started is interesting and I and maybe and pro- perhaps worthwhile. But I think it's it's to just say as a fact that uh, the investigation of uh, Trump was a democratic plot that succeeded is is not yet established. It may you know it's possible well, that it, it happened, well, but I don't it see it because there were well, too many Republicans well, it certainly involved. Certainly hasn't exceeded. David, David, excuse me. I, I, to be fair. I still had a few points to make. I did allow you to speak for about an sure, hour before before entering the conversation, and did so respectfully. So I appreciate the same. Um, my my only point really that I'll make in closing, and I do think that that George brings up a, a great point about banana republics. I believe it was George. I might be getting the name mistaken, but uh, you know that that, yeah, was. that generally yeah that generally it's concerning that you have a situation where the winners go after the losers. And I think that, yeah, you could say that we've shown some restraint and maturity from the from the, the current administration. But but I actually I think it's actually interesting. I think it's telling, frankly, that even though the Republican Party controls the executive branch, that we are not investigating Hillary Clinton, who has clearly committed crimes. And yet we have investigations coming from the left on this administration. And what that speaks to is the reality of the deep state. Okay, I don't, I don't take that as a, as a coincidence, as if one side is behaving altruistically and the other isn't. Both sides are out to get each other. The reality is, is that the deep state, the, the overwhelming bureaucracy, is deeply entrenched in leftism to where even when the Republicans win the government and we control all three branches of government, it, it still feels like we are the opposition party because we are the ones being investigated for nonsense. And culturally and on the media, on every channel, with everything being pushed against us, that even when we have control of government, that we don't even have the power really to do those things. Because you're right. It is remarkable. It defies logic. It defies reason that Donald Trump could win the presidency and sit through two years of these investigations where Hillary Clinton 
and and by co-mingling, Barack Obama sat there, and we were not able to do anything. And I think that that's really just a testament to the reality of the deep state, and really validates many of the concerns being being stated here. So um, I don't know if we'll get a chance to come back. We're running a little bit late here, but to everyone listening, please go to DarylKane2024.com and uh, please sign up. We're very excited to be sharing our platform with you and. And look forward to being on here again with you next week. And uh, Mr. Clint Bellows, always a real pleasure. Great job tonight. And I appreciate your your clarity and wisdom that you brought to the conversation tonight, as well as my good friend, Mr. Kevin DeKuyper, always tearing it up. And, and Rory, you as well. we gotta, we got to get you something to, to chill you out a little bit over there. But a uh, very exciting show, as always. And we're going to have to talk Thanks, soon. So back to you, Clint. Can, yeah, Clint, I, I want to give it back to you, but I want to let David answer. But, Clint, I know we have a little bit of time no. left. Clint, I want to get you to get your thoughts in. Go ahead, Clint. Oh, no. Well, the old saying, uh, reality is, is for people who can't handle drugs. I think that's what, <laughs> what, what we were alluding to. Um, and, and you and I, David, are of the same uh, of the same generation. And we, we fought right. some of the same turf. And uh, right. the irony, of course, of Nixon in, in 72 was that he won 49 states. Uh, my people in the Nixon administration told me that the reason, and, and I, I don't know to what extent Nixon knew what, when, okay, uh, he was certainly capable uh, of being somewhat mischievous. Why wouldn't he be paranoid, David, after what happened to him in the 1960 election? Okay, well, and we can debate that for two hours. Uh, right. But, but the truth is he, he took 49 states from George McGovern, and he did not need uh, Watergate. He didn't need, didn't need that third-rate burglary, but he was paranoid. He came from absolutely nothing, and his concern was that is, and this is what my people inside years ago told me, it wasn't anything that he was concerned about Lawrence O'Brien, the, the Democratic National Chairman, or anybody else, the apparatchiks at Watergate were doing. He was convinced that Ted Kennedy would be his opponent in 1972, right. and that he would lose to Ted Kennedy. Okay. That's where that whole controversy hit. Um, you know, the or things Muskie, that have happened, David, uh, or, or, or Muskie, who cried in the rain, but right. and, and and you know that showed a, a human side of him. I will say that. Uh, but you know, uh, you, you're right. You you made the comment that that, that there are plenty of what, what we're dealing with here is a is a fallen state of man. Jews and Christians realize that we're all sinners, okay, mm-hmm. and that whether we rely on the law or we rely on grace, that God's in control of these things. Uh, he brought uh, the Jewish people out of uh, captivity in Egypt and delivered them miraculously to the promised land. And, of course, we talked at length about how great this country is. Does anybody right. here think this country will continue to be great if we continue to slaughter 75 million innocent babies every 20 years in this country. I mean, that's that's a, that's kind of my pet issue right now. And, uh, you know, I, I do respect you coming on and, and taking fire from six different directions. And uh, it's very well, I, thought, I thought it was more. I, well, you know what? Uh, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I'd love to have you on our show, Rob. We've got to make a note of this. And we're, you know, along with Rory, we're doing some things on YouTube. We're, you know, and, and quite frankly, sir, 
you can't be very happy about what's happening on YouTube with the censorship of people like the no. actor. No, I'm not. That's, that's a point I would like to have made, that I'm not happy with the censorship. If I may, I just want to say Go one ahead. thing that will be totally neutral, and that is I would like to give, say, one minute of plugging my two of my books. I have written a, a book on, on my dear friend – Antonin Scalia. Antonin Scalia was one of my closest friends, and I've written a wow. book about his judicial philosophy, and he was looking forward to it when he died and was very encouraging. It's actually called, very interestingly, you'll find, The Unexpected Scalia, a Conservative Justice's Liberal Opinions. And he was very excited about that because he wanted to know people to know that when his philosophy caused his result to be liberal he followed it even though it was against his uh, uh, political he, wishes that's called intellectual integrity isn't it exactly that's and it's exactly a, right that is called, and then I've, a, that is called a, a pursuit of objective truth and you right. know this because you knew judge scalia you know that he and justice ginsburg were very good friends okay right even though they could not have been further apart uh, and, 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 and justice scalia and i were good friends even though we could not be further apart and i've written another well, book i'd love to talk to you sometime about that he is one of my heroes i was in the white house in the in the west wing of the oval office the day that nixon nom or excuse me that ronald reagan nominated him in june yeah. of 1986 well, I was we, went to, the, we, we went to law school together at harvard and oh, one other point right? i've written i've written a book i've written a book which most of your lawyer, of your audience won't like but it's a lot of fun and it i think they can if they can t take it with a grain of salt i've written a book called moses v trump which is a book uh, which I'm not going to say anything more about. It's not, it's not, all I'll say, it's not the biblical Moses, but it's a fun book to read, and both sides take their hits, both liberals and conservatives, including Donald Trump. That's good. And it's, uh, it's available on Amazon. My last name is spelled D-O-R-S-E-N. And if you want to have fun and just see how the other half thinks and lives, it, it's, you know, it's a liberal book, but it, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's realistic, and it's... Um, it's it's accurate as a matter of law. My my endorsers include uh, uh, Frank Serpico, the policeman, John Dean, Derek sure, Bach, the sure. former president of Harvard, and I, I just wanted to say that you know people should be able to look and read you know, things and listen to things on all sides and enjoy them. That yeah. we've lost our um, ability uh, to make fun of each other and to have a good time as we go down right. the road. At the end of the day, we're all very serious and. Where are we all moving? We're moving toward uh, eternal life uh, in the view of uh, Christians and Jews. And uh, uh, what's the rush to kill each other off in advance? Why, let's take let's take a couple of deep breaths once in a while. Exactly. That's the very, very well said. Very well said, Clint. And Clint, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, I'm holed up in Omaha, Nebraska, trying to figure out what the next move is. I've lived all <laughs> over the world. Uh, and... Uh, I had a talk show here for seven years. Salem sold my station to a group of local guys, and you can now hear rock and roll hits where I used to be. Oh, I am that's too bad. I am firing with uh, with Rob Hicks and with Rory on uh, 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 David and our other uh, Daryl and our other great guests tonight. Bill, um, we are. Uh, I, I, Rob, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we we're. We we believe that when we go on YouTube, it will take about three weeks max for YouTube to kick us off, right, with the content that we talked about today. 
Uh, how long will we last on YouTube? You're, Maybe three and a half minutes? I don't know. You're, uh, you're such an optimist, Clint. Well, thank you very much. You don't think we'll even get on, okay? So when they find out I'm involved, but but uh, so we need to find alternative methods of and, and this is the this is the great irony of the whole thing, uh, sir, uh, Dr. Torson. Uh, your party has always been the party that claimed to be the advocate of free speech of the First Amendment, and yet you've got a bunch of Democratic Jews that run social media that are doing everything they can to stifle it. And I don't see Chuck Schumer or anybody else on Capitol Hill saying, hey, you got to get think, out of this. No, I think making this a religion or religious David, David, I'll let is you unhealthy. Then we gotta go. D- David, I'll let you answer quickly, but we're running out of time. Go ahead, David. I'll let you answer. I, I just, first of all, I think that making this into a, a religious thing is unfair because there are people on all sides of this thing. 30, make it 30 a lot of, seconds, as I said. David. Okay, I, I just think I, I, there are a couple of things about tonight I, I liked and a couple I didn't like, but I, I really don't like uh, calling this a, a, an effective Jewish uh, effort. Uh, there are Jews on every side. There are Christians on no, every no, side. And in fact, there are Muslims on every but, side. But it is factual. Uh, and, and in the book of Deuteronomy, as you know, sir, God gave your people the ability to prosper and do well in the marketplace. There are a total of 14 yep. million Jewish people yep. in the world. Their impact on the world is hugely disproportionate to their numbers. Okay, uh, so well, that might be a cause for celebration I'm, by some. Well, I am we, a we gotta, big fan of the run. Jewish people. We, we do got to run. Um, let me let me get uh, Rob. Please tell everybody where they can find you. <clears throat> uh, HicksVideo.com, uh, Hicks Video on YouTube, and. Facebook for, I don't know, another couple of days or so. I only keep my Facebook account because I got to produce you. I only keep my, George, fa- my Facebook account because I got to produce for you guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. George, go ahead. Tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. Our website is ff.org and Twitter is G Landreth, L A N D R I T H, G Landreth. Perfect. Uh, Bill, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Super Elite Texan. Excellent. Uh, Kevin, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, find us on Facebook at Nationalist United or NationalistUnited.com. Stay conservative, my friends. Perfect. Excellent, guys. Thank you all. Uh, it's, been, it's been a good show tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we've loved having all of you. Take a quick commercial, and then we will do closing. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, been a fantastic show. Thank all the guests, the audience, 
the sponsors and my co-hosts. You guys are all incredible. Um, we have a huge, we have huge shows next week that I can't wait to share with all of you. Um, and everybody, uh, please have a great weekend. And uh, don't forget, our show is listened to in 23 different countries and on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, we will see you next week. I'm Rory Sutter. God bless. Cheers. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.